So F2 returned last week for a chaotic and wet race weekend in Zandvoort and we're back this weekend for the final round of Formula 3 and the penultimate round of Formula 2. Welcome to episode 20. I <laughs> I can't believe it's episode 20. We had to double check before going live today and we were thinking it was like episode 17 or something but yeah episode 20. Um, this is Formula Talk, and as mentioned, we will be reviewing Sanford and previewing Monza for this weekend. Uh, my name is Sophia, and joining me as always is the lovely Tom Downey. If you can find the mute button, hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm not too... I'm cold. I'm really cold. It's changing. I, I, yeah, and yeah, welcome to the UK, by the way. Um, yeah, but you know, but uh, mind you, it's my own fault, because I'm sitting here in shorts, so... Which I, did, which I didn't do for any of June, July, or August. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for this weather change. This is why I moved to the UK. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before we get into this episode, we must thank our sponsor, Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games, available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on all the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And as always, if you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love it if you would take five to leave us a five-star rating on Spotify or a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you've and if you're one of the 72% of people who have not yet subscribed to the channel, please consider helping us out with a like, subscribe, share, or follow. Right, Zanforth, we were back after the summer break, and it was an interesting and great summer uh, break to return to racing. Um, let's start off with qualifying. It was a maiden pole for Jack Crawford after multiple red flags and tricky race con uh, conditions last Friday. He was able to lay down a 121.210 on his second attempt around the circuit. He was able to hold the pole position as three red flags denied the field the chance to improve. As mentioned, red flags. Dennis Hauger couldn't complete two of his best laps and had to settle for second, and Frederick Vesely was secured third position. Looking at reverse pole position, it was terrible chair. Um, and then a few things as well to mention about the qualifying was Owasa received a five-place penalty after the collision with Halka and Spa. This meant that he would be starting five places from his um, original qualifying position in the sprint. And Richard Vishur was given a three-place grid penalty for the sprint race after impeding Zane in qualifying. Looking at the red flags, uh, as mentioned, three. We had Jehan Derubler, who brought it out with seven minutes remaining on the clock after spinning off the exit of turn three. Having gone the fastest in sector in the first sector, Juan Manuel Correa carried too much into turn 10 and spun off into the gravel trap, triggering the second red flag. And then when coming into <laughs> green flag conditions, it was a one-lap shootout with less than four minutes to play with. Hager was continuing to improve. However, Novolag brought out the final third red flag, hitting the barriers of turn three. Chaotic. I mean, I'm going to say that a lot about reviewing Zandvoort because if qualifying kind of preluded to what sprint and future race was going to be, that was definitely the case. What was your take, Tom? Uh, quality was 
Well, the quality was just mad, and that's um, you know that that that's that's just the tip of the iceberg from 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 this weekend. So, yeah, uh, you know, F F two really delivered, you know, and it was it was it, it was it was only quality. You know, we 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 haven't even got on to the race yet. You know, yeah. both of them. You know, if the second one even did anything. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. The the first one, you know, uh, rather, um, yeah. It's a. Uh, you know, I got. I I don't normally get to see Crowley because it's um, uh, you know, it's on a Friday when I'm working, or in this case, I wasn't working, but I had been up to Heathrow, and then I was actually stopping in to see one of our Grid Talk uh, co-hosts, Mr. Horrocks, on my way back, and then uh, and then popped up to see some people I know in and around Reading. Um, so uh so yeah so i i didn't i didn't actually get to see quality live but i did watch the youtube highlights or oh, sorry no i watched the f1 tv highlights because i refused to pay sky 109 pounds a month which is what they wanted on my renewal to watch f1 so yeah so i i have f1 tv now and it means i don't have to listen to crofty so you know that's always a bonus with the f1 so yes no so i i watched i watched the highlights uh when i got back um yeah Quali was uh, Quali was uh, absolutely lit, as the kids say. Oh God, as the kids <laughs> say. I mean, I was able to watch it while in the midst of work because, as similar to you, we don't really get to watch Quali that much in F two and F three because it's in the middle of a workday on a Friday, so it is quite tricky. Um, yeah, let's move into the sprint race. I mean, there wasn't much to report on as we only went racing for four uh, to seven turns until the first red flag went out. Um, and then there was a few laps under safety cars a few times, but due to the heavy rain of Zandvoort and unsafe race conditions, this meant that the race was um, pretty much ended and no points were awarded. This gave Hajar the win, but no points. Victor Martins, P2, and one of the few drivers to make moves straight away was Ollie Behrman, who started P6 and was able to take P3 on the rolling start. Now, I mean, this worked out great for Terrible Chair, who had to start in the pits. Uh, he was meant to be on pole um, for it. However, um, <clears throat> he just couldn't start up in the formation lap. Um, so he was pretty much into P20, but as mentioned, within the seven <laughs> turns, of oh, seven corners of Zanford, there was a three-way con uh, collision. Thankfully, all the drivers were okay, but it was teammates Kushmini and Ralph Watshaw and also Jack Crawford. It also resulted in the campus car on top of each other and actually broke one of the light barriers. Now, I mean, the race conditions, it was slightly raining, but... You could even see in the formation lab, you couldn't see even the rain lights of the cars in front of you. Like, that was dangerous. And again, given how we have lost somebody recently, uh, today as well, uh, remembering Antoine Hubert as well uh, at the time of this recording, like, I just don't understand. Like, that was still unsafe. I, I just don't understand. And especially, it's in Zanford. This is also Deliano's uh, home as well. Like, it was too much, I think for them to even race. And even like F1 was delayed a few times. It was just tricky. I, I I just don't understand why they are still not making the right calls when it comes to wet races. And especially because Zanford with these turns, with this banking, a lot of these drivers have not been on this track properly as well. Like it, it just didn't make sense for them to start the race at all. Uh, yeah. 
excuse me, sorry, conditions were just, it, it went from, we saw it in both racing disciplines, I say both racing disciplines, I didn't watch the Porsche Super Cup, um, so I can't comment on, on, the, on the weather from that, but F2 and F1, when the rain came, it was, it was, it wasn't like gradually opening a tap. It was like a binary switch from on to off or off to on. Um, you know, it, it was it was an absolute monsoon at some point. And when 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 the rain came down, oh boy, it came down. So uh, you know, it, it was you know, it, it was just it, it was absolutely hammering down, and there was no way that we could have gone racing in, in in those conditions i know we have wet tires and and you know f2 uh, those of you listening you may may or may not know and i don't want to insult anybody's intelligence they don't have intermediate tires like we have in f1 they either you know they, they either have full wet tires you know so your typical blue banded sidewall tires um or they have slicks there's no in between and yes that does provide some uh, you know, that does provide some good excitement in in the sense that you know it's like you know that cut over you know because inters in F one they can almost become slicks. We saw it in Turkey in twenty twenty one, for example. You don't get that in F two. You know you, you either have to gamble on softs or you have to play it safe on on wets or vice versa. You know or, or whatever the or I think a super softs actually in F two. My mistake. Um, it's like. When when they lined up to go round and they were doing some formation that's behind the safety car to clear water, it was like shooting a super soaker onto a blazing house fire. That's how much water it was clearing. It, it was just that it, you know it was it was a bit of a lost cause, and it was it should have been blatantly obvious that we weren't going to get to go racing in those conditions, and. I know, you know, you get, you do get some people on social media saying, you know, oh, you know, they're races, they should go out racing. I agree. I want to see racing and some wet weather racing is incredible. You know, we, you know, we've had some insane wet weather races, uh, you know, over the last sort of decade or so you know, sort of in history. But other wet weather races, you know, we've seen how it can turn out. And there's a point where safety overtakes the spectacle. And this is one of those times where safety had to prevail, and it did. A hundred percent. I mean, looking at that replay, pretty much um, when the campus car was returning, because it went slightly off and hit one of the speed trap um, signs, the techno pros or whatever, and then it went back into the track. But obviously, because of the condition of how you couldn't see, it resulted in a car going airborne and landing on top of um, each other. Like... The fact that the light barrier was broken as well, that is very, very high on the track as well. Like, I'm, I'm very, again, Halo kind of saved the day for this case as well because that was quite a scary accident for it. Like, it was just, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm all for wet racing, but there's to a point that it's too much. And I kept on mentioning in Zanford, um, the commentator saying, like, these wet tires can like disperse like a bathtub's worth of water like per second. But like at one point it was too much. And yes, the track does dry quite quickly, but because of how unpredictable the weather was, it made it very tricky because it would dry up and then rain heavy and then just like slowly dry up again. It was just 
yeah, it was a good call to abandon it. So there was a winner, but just no points awarded. But that worked better for Teo Porche's um, standings because he didn't, he only actually, he came into the pits because he had to start from the pit lane and from the formation lap. So he pretty much didn't move from um, the pit lane on the race start of the sprint race. Moving on to the feature. Well, again, so much drama, but we have a 13th top spot winner and it was Club on Novalak. Nobody had this. I had him on my podium for sprint, but I don't think I had him on my feature. But he won the feature race for the first time in his F2 career. Zay Maloney was able to hold off Jack Crawford for a second. He was able to manage his tires to the end and kept the pole set of Jack Crawford in the high-tech number nine car behind him for his fourth podium of the season. The top six drivers, the top six in the champions standing pretty much all experienced their own woes with the leader table chair and the closest challenger frederick bessie both failing to finish after separate incidents took them out of the running alongside ollie bearman and jack doing with dnf now we're only a 45 minute episode kind of podcast there was so much to discuss about this race i was watching it off and on while being slightly hungover because it was a bank holiday to be honest but <laughs> I would highly recommend if you haven't seen it to definitely go watch the highlights. Like we could spend a whole episode covering that race and just this weekend in general in detail, just looking at just the feature and qualifying on its own. What was your take of it, Tom? Oh man, where did we begin? Um, yeah, the uh, yeah, it, it was it, it was quite something the racing this weekend. Um, I just uh, yeah, I just. Zamvor, I had really low expectations to be honest, because you know it, it's a certainly where where everybody says you know oh it's difficult to overtake and blah 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 and you know it, it, you know we could have quite a lot of accidents which you know we we you know we we did but you know you know but they, they weren't you know they they weren't you know you know we didn't have anybody actually spearing off into the barrier as such that was mostly reserved for F one. Um, you know, we uh, you know, we we will talk about Fred Vesti in a minute. Um, was was it Vesti who had a slight decoupling in the feature race, or was it was it someone else? I can't remember. Yeah, Vesti it, had a had a few incidences. I mean, there was a, a lot. Few. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was. There's a lot to cover about that feature race. Like, like I said, I 100 percent recommend you watch the highlights if you're yeah, listening to the podcast. Seriously, yeah. There's so much that went on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, there's, yeah, there's, 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 yeah, there's, there's just so, so much, so much to go through. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, just, just seeing Clement Novelak win, and he won from what, 12th? Was it 12th position, 13th, something? I, I, or I might be thinking 13th because he was the 13th new winner. Um, but yeah, he, he, he won from somewhere in, in the midfield. I, I bet, I bet you're, you're, you're a happy lady, so, because they will only get in P2. And holding off Jack Crawford for P3. Um, I gotta be honest, when Maloney was going around, I did think he had absolutely chewed his tires and it did look like he had. However, he did exactly you know, sorry, yeah, no, he did do exactly what he needed to do. You know, he he held him off, he put his car in the right place, and you know, even when Crawford had DRS, because I still forget that Zanfor has two DRS zones. I forget about the one in the end of sector two going to start of sector three. Um, you know, because I was all I was almost waiting for um 
uh, for Maloney to just run a bit deeper at turn one, you know, because it, it's it's a downhill braking zone. It's it's got a little crest on the hill, so it comes down. So as you brake, it can catch you out. So you have to brake earlier than you think, and then it's you know it's a fairly tight turn into turn turn two, which can then offset you going into turn three, you know, especially through the banking with the multiple lines. So yeah, you know, I, I've got to be honest. I was really impressed with uh, Maloney's race management. He realised or. Uh, maybe accepted accepted perhaps isn't the right word but but he knew that his race was to hold on to p2 you know especially when Novelak got an absolutely insane safety recovery start um you know he he disappeared up the field so so yeah maloney super job from him um there were some you know there, there were some really disappointing incidents you know in, you know for, further down the order though um yeah you know def definitely you go watch the highlights so so vesti uh, vesti uh came out came out the pits and both of his rear wheels came off which was just absolutely bizarre i don't know i don't know what i i don't know what caused that the, the only thing i can think is that when the wheel nuts went on they were cross-threaded or something and and they came loose but yeah it was just it was just odd it was just so so odd to to, to see that um also, I do have to say, I think it was possibly one of my best weekends for predictions. I mean, I was about to say that as well because I, know, I got I'm my just... bold, I got my bold one correct, and I said Amri Cordial, who is one of the three drivers who have not scored any points this season so far, was able to finish P eight, securing four points for Vitorosi in the feature race. I mean, to be fair, we we got people's names right just not in the right order for a lot of our predictions which is always the case i mean i said clamon as a surprise you've said zane we both i said we both said jack i mean um the only ones that we kind of fell off of it was vesti and um porsche i think it was kind of the main two that we included that weren't really <laughs> discussed um or didn't have the best weekend in zanforth but it, yeah, I mean, like I said, at the end of the season, because we have, obviously, um, we'll discuss Monza and then um, finishing the F3 season. We'll do a roundup to see who was the better one in predictions for F2 and F3. And I think I'm the one that's going to win it. Let, let's be honest, I had some good calls, even with taking a, a bit of a hiatus compared to, um, compared to your episodes as well. But, yeah, I mean, moving on from Netherlands... We're back racing at the Temple of Speed, and it's one of my favorite tracks. Um, it is the penultimate round of Formula 2 and also the final round of Formula 3. So let's start with Formula 3 first. We currently have Gabriel Bartoletto in P1 in the standings with 144 points, followed by him with a difference of 38 is Paul Aaron. And one point off of Aaron, it is Pepe Marti. And Tom, we have a new driver in the paddock for the last race of the season. Oh yeah. Um Oh Blinkenek, but what what what's what teams he joined? We were talking about it earlier and I've forgotten. Is he Sharus? Uh Campos. Campos, that's it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a oh, God, Swiss driver. What's it what's his what's his name? I really need you to, to remind me because cause, cause I, I forgot. I mean, him. it's in the chat. Ah, yeah, yeah, it, it, it is. Yeah, it was, it was, it was Steve Barter who was going. I, I saw it the other day and I sent it to you as well. You know, you know I, yeah. It's, it was one of, the, one of those things where I, was, where I was just flicking through Instagram and, and saw it on there. Um, yeah, that, that's right. Yes, yes, at Campos, yeah, they, they've said that Joshua Dufek 
I think I said that correctly. Probably not knowing me. Um, he, he's, he's, re he's replaced Hugh Barter in car 25. Um, yeah, so Dufek is coming from Fracker. He's got a pole position to his name. He's got six top 10 finishes. I mean, you know, if you know, whether it's sponsorship related, you know, whether it's performance related, we don't know. And I'm not going to sit here and speculate because, you know, you know, because it's, uh, you know, that's that's not going to do anybody any, any favors. Um, but yeah, he he's he's in for the last race of the season. Um, let's, you know, it's it, it it's 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 a good shout because. Um, you know, if you know, if if Campos are maybe looking at having him full time for next year, why not give him an outing? You know, you know, because there's not really much to 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 play for in that seat. It's pretty similar to Lando, I think, at the end of the twenty seventeen season, he did. Um, I actually remember speaking to his dad's PA because I, uh, in a company I worked for at the time, Lando's dad was a big client of this. Um, so I remember speaking to to his PA, and she said that Lando was going to. Abu Dhabi because he was doing a race weekend in um in F2. So yeah, that was uh you know so it, it might be that kind of thing just just to just to get him you know, to just just to just get uh, Josh Dufek into the seat, you know, because a separate from Fracker to F3, you know, is 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 going to be pretty big. You know, it's, it's probably going to be akin to the step up from F2 to F1, you know, because yeah. there's a lot there's a lot more to, to the cars, you know, because obviously, you know, obviously, obviously, we you know, have things like DRS and then there's more management, and all the rest of it. Um, Sophia's definitely Google something because the way she's just sat back and she's now looking very inquisitive. Um, prepare for some news any second, I would say, chat. Um, yeah, you know, it'll 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 be interesting. Um, you know, I, I I in the nicest possible way, I don't have any expectations. Because he's coming into F three, he's coming coming from Freck, coming coming from Frecker. Wow, that's a tongue twister. Um, yeah, so it'll be uh, yeah, it, it'll it'll be be interesting to just to see how he does. Um, you know, just just you know, just looking perhaps a bit bit further up the grids with with F three. Obviously, you know, um, Bortletto is what 38, 48 points ahead of. of of uh, of of Paul Aaron is is in P two, Pepe Marti has obviously slipped slipped down to P three in 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 the constructors. We did wonder if Marty would um, sorry not Marty if Bortoleto would win the title out in Belgium, but he didn't. So you know he provided something doesn't go insanely wrong this weekend and he has a double DNF or something, and then you know then and then you know Paul Aaron wins both events with. You know, with pole position and sprint races and fastest laps and just about everything else, it does look like um, Bottletta will be winning F3 this year. Let's wait and see. I'm going to be watching that one quite intently on 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 the weekend. Uh, yeah. I yeah, mean, looking I'm... at other drivers as well, we have. Um, I don't think it was mentioned properly, but uh, Francesco Simonazzi, um, who made his debut for Carling in um, Spa is looking to still race uh, for Monza. It's not really been announced, but it still shows him as the um, second, third driver for Carling. And then also as well, Wushan Shin, uh, the Korean driver who came in for PH um, racing by Shrews last race again. He is um, 
also still standing to join um, alongside Sofia Flores um, and Roberto Farina. So those two other new drivers, I mean, we have <laughs> for, a, for a 33 team kind of um, position, we've actually had 35 drivers with all the changes from Sharu's and a few other of the drivers. So there might be even more new drivers. And in Formula 3, it is quite expensive. We mentioned, obviously, funding, sponsorships. Going back to Hugh Barter as well, like, it wasn't really that much for performance because he wasn't at the bottom. He was currently P18 with um, eight, 14 points. Like, his other teammates were below him. So I I would like to spe- – I, I speculate, from my personal opinion, I think it is sponsorship because I don't think it was from a performance point of view. But, yeah, I mean, l- let's look at the track for Monza because, like I said, it's one of my favorite tracks of the season. It always serves up a lot of chaos. And given that it is the final round for the Formula 3 season, it should be interesting. So it's been racing since 2019. It is 18 laps for the sprint, 22 laps for the feature. Alexander Somalia from MP Motorsport had the fastest record time of a 137.599 last year, thus meaning he was on pole. And reverse pole was Franco Colapinto. On the podium for sprint, it was Franco in P1, Oli Behrman in P2, and Kyle Collette in P3. Moving on to the feature, it was uh, all current F2 podium now, um, with Zay Maloney taking the top spot, followed by Oli Behrman and then Jack Crawford. A few things to mention, there was three 10-place grid penalties. That is the second race of 2022 season that had... 10 place grid penalties um it was given during and after qualifying first one was more one man while career francesco pizzi and reese usajima all received the penalties for the sprint race after failing to slow down in double yellow flags additionally career also had his fastest lap time deleted um in the feature race it was originally scheduled to be run for 22 laps but it was later later red flagged on lap 18 after a collision with Kushmini and Brad Benavides, um, that damaged Bearer. However, race direction decided that the race would not be resumed, um, given that there was only four laps left of the circuit, and there was also time conditions as well, uh, given that Formula uh, 2 was also racing and Formula 1, which then um, pretty much taken to the final count of lap 15, because we had three safety cars from 15 to 18. So it reversed back to lap 15 standings, and because of that, Zay Maloney was able to get the win um, and took his third consecutive feature race win as well, pretty much finishing ahead again of Ollie Behrman and Jack Crawford, who were both Prima drivers at the time. And also, it's worth mentioning, and I'm also going to mention it in Formula 2, Victor Martins won the World Championship from the pit lane <laughs> while we were all waiting. Um, that was an interesting one because it was both Victor Martins, Felipe Drogovic, and I think Max Verstappen all won in Monza, the championships. And it was chaotic because it wasn't actually due to actual racing. It was post-race or pit lane races um, that kind of led it to happen. So let's go straight into predictions for Formula 3. Who do you have for your pole, podiums, and bold? Uh, my pole position... Um... Not, I, I, I want to say Bortletto because he, he's he's going to have the um he's 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 going to have sort of like that bit you know that bit more sort of more you know this this weekend with it obviously being his um 
you know, being where he could or where he likely will win the championship. Um, I don't know. I'm going to go a little bit left field, and I can say Paul Aaron because he has showed some seriously good. good oh, but then again, you know, he's he's, he's not so much proposition. He's more, um, yeah, he's he's more. No, I'm no. I'm going to six my guns. Both left is going to do it because you know he that's always going to be focused on this weekend. He's getting the best results he can. Um, so you know, so I I think he's kind of a worldy of a lap uh, in in quali. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, thinking a good weekend for him, and it's gonna gonna start with a, gonna start with a with a with a pole position. Um, as for my podiums, my sprint podium, uh, I'm gonna say, I say Franco Colapinto P1, Gabriel Mini P2, and. I've got faith. Zach O'Sullivan P3. And then my feature race podium, uh, I'm going to say Paul Aaron P1. I'm going to say uh, Pepe Marty P2. And I'm going to say Gregoire Saucy P3 because I, I, I know, I don't think Portletta will be on the podium because I think he's going to, you know, because I think... The other drivers have got more to lose by trying to overtake. So I think he, I think his team is going to be on the radio and he's just going to be a little bit safe because he only needs a few points to, to win. You know, he doesn't need to be on the podium to win. So let's, uh, you know, so, you know, so, you know, I, 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 you know, I think he's still going to win it. I think he's going to win the championship, but he's not going to be on the podium. And that, my bold prediction is that Portletter wins the championship. Um, but he is not on either podium or on pole position. I know that counteracts what I just said, but I've got to I've got to get one point in this Titanic battle we're having. <laughs> so pretty much finish P four in both races. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, fair enough. That makes it very close for Paul Iron. If if it goes your way one hundred percent, it makes it very very close. Like at least a couple points um, difference between Paul Iron and um, Bartolato. Okay. I think pole will be Leonardo Folleroni. I think he will take pole, uh, which is okay. interesting, obviously, because that's a home race for him. <laughs> I think podium for sprint, I think it will be Dino Boganovic, P1, P2, Gregor Sassi, and P3, Kyle Collette. For the feature race, I think it will be Pepe Marti. Did I say Pepe Marti for? No, I did. Pepe Marti uh, P1, Fornoli P2, and Paul Aaron P3. So I'm I'm similar to you, and I don't think Bartolotta will be on podium. However, I don't think he will win the championship. I would like to see Paul Aaron maybe win it. Uh, obviously, it will be nice to see Prema win the championship. In Italy as well, we'll have a driver win the championship in Italy um, because obviously we're not going to get that from Ferrari in F1 <laughs> um, or have a race win um, from Ferrari. Um, so, yeah, that is my – and then my bold is – I'm going to keep on doing this because I feel like it's quite nice. 
Um, any of the drivers who have zero points get points in either the fi- uh, sprint or feature, which is going to be tricky because Monza is fast, and these drivers, some of them have not raced in this uh, track before. Obviously, it's a lot of rookies. Some of them have raced in, in Freca and other divisions and all that, but yeah, I think it's going to be interesting, and it depends on how these new guys who are only just coming into these last couple rounds will do. Maybe they might even get some points on the on the board. So let's move on to F2. We're into the second part of the doubleheader after returning to some break, and it's another, and then they'll have another break leading to Abu Dhabi. So everyone has been racing here since 2017. It is 21 laps for the sprint race and 30 laps for the feature. The fastest time record is still being held by, and I really apologize for my pronunciation, Nobahu Matsuzuta for ART, which was set back in 2017 with a 130.982. So that does not look like it's going to be broken anytime soon. Pole last year was Jack Dewan alongside now F1 driver Liam Lawson. On the reverse pole, it was Frederick Bessie alongside another current F1 driver, Logan Sargent. In the sprint, it was a uh, top spot was given to Yuri Vips, who's also making his IndyCar debut shortly at the next race of their season. Alongside, Frederick Bessie was P2, and rounding out the podium was Jehan Deruvla. Now in the feature, Jehan won, uh, Bessie was in P2, and Fittipaldi was in P3. Um, again, a few things to mention. Felipe Djokovic uh, won championship with three races to spare, even with retiring in the sprint race. So again, it was decided in the pit lane that he was pretty much going to win. Um, and it was an Australian-New Zealand 1-2-3 in qualifying as well, which, as mentioned, Jack Dewan alongside uh, yeah, alongside Liam Lawson, and then it was Marcus Armstrong who is racing in IndyCar um, in P3 in qualifying. Um, in the sprint race, there was a lot of penalties. Um, pretty much Richard Vashore originally finished fifth, but was given a five-second time penalty for leaving the track and gaining advantage. Marcus Armstrong originally finished sixth, but was given a five-second time penalty for leaving the track and gaining advantage. Owasa was given a five-second time penalty for leaving the track and gaining advantage. And Terry Porcher originally finished sixth as well, uh, but given a five-second time penalty for causing a collision with Liam Lawson. So pretty much it was chaotic towards the end. And in the feature, Oasa was disqualified from the race after it was found that the plank on the car was below the maximum thickness um, required. As a result, Enzo Fittipaldi was promoted to the final podium of the race. But yeah, um, predictions. What do you think F2 predictions is going to be? Well, for, for Monza, um, no heck. Uh, I am going to say my pole position I don't know because F2 is sort of like wide open at the minute. Um, yeah, no, that's a bit. Um, God. You see, I'm so torn between like Porsche or Vesti, but Porsche's had had a bit of a bit of a resurgence, if 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 you like, um, and then you know obviously you know Vesti, the wheels literally came off last week, um, you know so uh, you know so I, I don't know I, I'm I'm gonna say I'm I'm, I'm gonna. Uh, 
No, I'm going to say Vessi for pole because Pochet hasn't had you know like lo- lo- loads of pole positions and, and what have you. Or should, you know, certainly not like in 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 the grand scheme of things. Um, yeah, my my pole position. Uh, sorry, uh, sorry, my my sprint podium. Um, I'm going to say Roy Nassani. No. Um, I do, do that every week. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say Victor Martins P1, Iwasa P2, and Isaac Hadjar P3. Because we don't speak much about Hadjar. Um, no, maybe maybe for a reason that could end up being a ball prediction. Um, and then my feature race podium, I'm gonna say Ollie Behrman. Uh, and then I'm gonna say. No, I don't know because it's it's so I don't. I'm not gonna bother predicting Darula because he's been fairly, he's been been fairly sort of like innocuous this year. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say Bearman. And I'm gonna say Vesti P2 Premier One Two Home Race. Um, and then go on then push P3. But a bold, bold prediction: um, the championship changes. Uh, the championship leader changes. I mean, that would work. With Vesti is currently with 156, and Table Chair is with 168, so 12 point difference. That could make a plea, especially if it's a Prema one two. But Vesti's number one, and Ollie's number two, and with uh, fastest time, he would probably switch to championship. Okay, makes sense. I think. Paul will be doing. I think for Sprint Race, I will say Enzo P1, Oasa P2, and Dennis Hager P3. I think that sounds like it could be a good one. I think for the feature, I think Dewan will take P1. I think, yeah, it might be my bold as well. <laughs> um, Dewan P1, Vesti P2. And oh, do I want to? No. Um, Victor Martins P three. I think do that's... do it. Do it. Nah, I'm not. I mean, oh, it still stands. If I say Zayn, he's not going to get a podium, so I'm just going to leave it. Do it. <laughs> no, I think. Do Victor, it. I think Victor Martins deserves to have a podium here. So because he's not been. If I look at the standings, he is not really. He's not really had... been anywhere. He he's been on the podium a few like one or two times. He won at Silverstone, but I mean, yeah, he hasn't had and Budapest. He was on podium, but like it's just not been as consistent compared to other drivers. So I think Bitch Martins would round out for P three. My bold now I can't remember if uh, Josh Mason is still going to be driving for Monza. I want to believe that is correct instead. Of Brad, I think he that is. is. Yeah, I think it's for the remaining. So, I mean, I can't really give... There's only two drivers that need to get points, which is both um, Nassani and Mason for the team. I think... Whew, I say Arthur Leclerc in the points because he hasn't had the best season. I think I think both damn drivers... Actually, no, not, let's, let's not do both down. I think... No, no, no. Both Tridents in the points. I'll go with that. Again, home race for them as well. They are both Italian 
teams. I think Roman Stanek and Noblock will be on the points, um, both of them, at some point in the race, if it's future or sprint. Or maybe double. Who knows? Maybe it's okay. Trident in it. I think that's going to be my bold. Now, before we wrap up, it was just announced a couple minutes ago, the new car for 2024 to 2026 for Formula 2. You can take a look at it on social media. Pretty much, it is still a Delara, but slightly changed in chassis with a different uh, engine size. It is still using renewable energy for 55% renewable energy for next season in the process of it being um, coming into 100% by 2027. I don't like it. I'm going to say that straight away. I think the rear wing is very weird. It's like a curve, like semicircle is probably the best way to kind of explain it. It's meant to look very similar to the F1 car, but I, the rear wing just doesn't match with any of the cars in the F1, um, on the F1 grid. So that's my take of it. I mean, um, there's only been one testing. Tatiana Cauldron was the only driver so far that has uh, tested it. There is a handful of testing, including Felipe Drogovic, testing it soon. One car will be delivered to them just before Christmas time, before, um, just after Abu Dhabi for teams to test. And then the second car will be given to them mid-January for proper shakedowns as well. I think they have about 10 to 12 drivers to do testings of shakedowns by Formula 2, not by specific drivers, but by Formula 2 directly to see how the car is. So there might be a few more changes to it, but I, I doubt it. But, I mean, great for Tatiana to drive the first uh, new F2 car, but it should be interesting. I... I'm excited to see how the data is for that with the downforce in the wing. Obviously, DRS is still a thing in Formula 2, so it's interesting because it's curved up, not curved down, compared to <laughs> how you would imagine. So it'll be interesting to see how, when it opens, how it looks. But, Tom, what's your quick take of it? It just it looks a bit odd, doesn't it? It's, it's Yeah, it's just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not quite sure about it. It, it 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 looks like an odd spoon on on the rear wing. Um, it's it's, it's a bit reminiscent of the the twenty seventeen year of Merck, which 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 they which they had, um, especially on on their on their on their Monza setup. Ironically, um, yeah, it was, yeah, it, it it's. I'm not sure. I, it, my first thought was when I looked at the front of the car, it looks like a baby f1 car because of the because the angle of the front wing and you know how the end plates look you know how, you know, how the end plates stick up and all the rest of it it's like you know yeah that that it, it looks like a mature f1 car but then yeah the, the rear wing it just it, it, it looks a bit yeah it just looks a bit off i'm not quite sure but also you know it it may well serve you know, a really good error purpose which is obviously its primary function so you know, so it it, it might you know it it, it it might it might just be you know doing really well, um you know for 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 the for the rear wing. So I don't know. We 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 will see. Yeah, I mean, looking at the new calendar as well, which we will mention in another episode, it will play. I think DRS is going to be a key thing. Sanford's taken out of the circuit, um, but obviously we have Qatar. Um, coming in to replace Sanford. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how it goes for the new seasons. Um, yeah, it's interesting. You can take a look on the Formula 2 website. They've just announced it on the website with the images. 
I'm I'm excited to see. I I think it'll be quite a nice change because the car has been kind of pretty much the same spec for ages. This is the third generation of Formula Two car, um, and obviously Formula Two has been racing well. F2 title has been racing since 2017. Obviously, you had GB2 before, and um, a few other ones before. So yeah, I mean, I'm excited for Monza. Um, I think it's gonna be a great race weekend. I'm excited for Formula Three to be back and to see who will be crowned the F3 champion. It's going to be a rookie, which I think is a great thing to have as well. Um, which I think some of us, uh, we said in the beginning episodes of Formula Talk that it probably will be a rookie, maybe. I mean, we said Saucy as well. That was going to kind of run with it with experience, and he's just completely dropped down the order. But Formula Talk is available on YouTube, uh, where episodes are pre-recorded and posted. Still not live. Maybe towards the end of the season. We'll see. Um, but you can also find us on Amazon Fire, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, Verbal, and Pocket Cast. Just search um, Grid Talk for our backlog of shows. We are the sister show of Grid Talk, which covers mainly F1 with uh, qualifying and race review analysis and previews. Um, please consider con- uh, supporting our channel on Patreon so we can get mics, lights, and better recording equipment. And also, again, make sure you are subscribed to be the first to know when each new weekly episode is released. We'll be back soon with plenty more um, supporter series content. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Tom, for joining me as always. For sure. And Formula Talk episode 20 was presented by Bet Online. And it's goodbye. <laughs>